Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. I'm here once again with my dear friend, George. Oh, I'm about to... Sorry, the coffee. Coffee's still going? Yeah. Got the caffeine Hey, hey it's in. good to be back, y'all. We are talking about Jurassic World 2 today. We talked about Jurassic World earlier, and now we're back for the sequel. Um, but before we get into it, we have this amazing new offer. If you guys have been listening to any of my latest episodes, you've heard me talk about my friend Charlie and his coffee, Coast Coffee Roasters here in Nashville. Um, we have actually set up something really cool. If you go to his website, which is coastcoffeeroasters.me, M-E, um, and you go, you order coffee, he has bags of coffee, he has cold brew, and he has um, this really cool thing. If you're not from Nashville, you've probably never heard of it, but it's called Coffee Soda. And it's a really, it's a Nashville local drink. Um, it's really awesome, one of my favorite drinks to have. Charlie created these little coffee soda shots where it's the coffee soda mix, it's the coffee mixture with all the different flavors and additives that he puts in it. Um, and then you can choose whatever drink you want to put it in. You know, Coke, Sprite. I've seen some people do LaCroix. It doesn't work out as well, but they like it. Um, I personally choose Sprite, but it goes great with either Coke or Sprite. And you just take a can of it, and you pour the can into a cup of ice, and you pour the coffee soda mixture into it, and it's the perfect drink. You won't regret it. No, it's great. Charlie's a genius. Anyways, go to his website. Those are the things you can order, and when you get to the order... Um, simply enter the promo code movies and mochas 20 for 20% off your first order. Um, this is truly the best coffee you'll ever have. Favorite roast, favorite beans to buy. Um, right. George, yeah, from George someone, has had from it. someone who cares about coffee char- uh, coming from like Charlie, he yeah. cares about the quality. So you're not just going to get any kind of coffee. You're going to get some yeah. great, great tasting coffee. He's a genius with it. He's really good. So go over to coastcoffeeroasters.me, order you some really rocking coffee. Though, ironically, today we are not drinking Coast coffee. We, um, I ran out of my Coast beans, and so I had to run to a different shop to get some more. Drastic measures. Drastic measures. Hey, you got to stay caffeinated some way. Um, yeah, but we're drinking some really good pour-overs. It's a chocolate and a strawberry flavor today. I think it's pretty good. It seems like you and AJ have liked it, right? It was very, very good, yeah. but still not better than Charlie's. No. But it'll do. It'll do to caffeinate us. Awesome. So, Jurassic World 2, it came out June 22nd, 2018. J.A. Bayona? Is it, do you know, is that how you pronounce it? I've heard it different ways, not, so I'm not going to... Not even going to try? No. Well, that's who directed it. Um, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Justice Smith, Daniela... Pineda, and I cannot remember his, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Rafay Spall? I've heard Rafay. Rafay. Like with a little e. (laughs) With a little e in it. Um, He's also in it. Uh, It's a a pretty awesome cast of people. Um, So, why did you pick this movie? I love dinosaurs. (laughs) Who doesn't? I can be surprised. No, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of like my childhood dream movie come true um 
kind of how we talked in wait i didn't do jurassic world yeah you did did. i I did okay i can remember i was like we did jurassic world just not jurassic park that's right oh that's what it was no yeah it's just kind of my two um well this one it's kind of my like i said my childhood dream movie come true you know In in the first jurassic world we had the park actually for once open and you know see what it would be like and obviously eventually it all goes down the drain and then this is kind of the aftermath and what do you do after this park that you had you know basically fell apart and now you're having people i mean it's like yeah basically the aftermath of 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 the first one and I love the way that they take it. I love, I'm sure, you know, as, as this goes on, you know, we'll talk about it, but it's kind of like, what do you do when the island, you know, because that's kind of the basis of the movie is about to erupt. Like, mm-hmm. what can you do to save some of the dinosaurs and, you know, kind of preserve and keep Jurassic Park, which is now world, going? Not even to keep it going, but... It, or save it, at least. It goes into, okay, these are living animals. Yeah. They were extinct, but now they're not. So do we protect them or do we let them die off again? Yeah. It's that moral question, which is what I love about the Jurassic World is they both talk so much about like moral... Um, moral, ethical... Moral kinda. and ethical things mm-hmm. in, and point those kind of things as the root quote-unquote bad guy issue instead mm-hmm. of like the dinosaur is not the bad guy no the dinosaur are. is never the bad guy no yeah they're just doing what they did you know x amount what of they were created of, to do yeah that's it they're driven by instinct only they don't understand any of this like they don't know what time zone or what time zone what timeline they're in <laughs> they don't know what time zone they're in either yeah. um yeah i like it because it this this franchise is the closest to horror movies I'll ever watch. I know you're so disappointed in me, Disapp- but I can't do it. I just and yeah, you can say some of it is not as bad as these ones. Like you could say like, and you've given me every argument. <laughs> I just I can't do it. The psychological of it, like the psychological mm-hmm. part of it. I just I just don't do horror movies. This is the closest I'm gonna get to it, and I think it's because I read the books first and. Mm-hmm. I read the I read the Jurassic Park books and they're great and I think that really helps. Mm-hmm. But then watching the movies, like okay, it's dinosaurs. This isn't real. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just kind of one of those movies. Like, what if you know? Yeah. Like, what if they were real? Like, also, what... Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt's in these, and it's a oh, they're pretty good better. motivator to yeah. watch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Pratt's the only reason you need to watch it. It's my man crush. Whose isn't he? Let's be real. Um, as a person in general, I would lo- like just I would love to meet Chris Pratt just as a person. Oh yeah, oh he man. seems like such a cool dude. That's a- I'm so jealous. No. He comes to Broadway. Like- yes. Hey, c- come, hey, come, come on in, in, man. Here, AJ, come in and tell this come story about how you met Chris Pratt. So this is AJ. He is. The bomb. He has let us come in and record at Blackbird Studios here in Nashville, and he's just great. He's recording for us. He's the audio guy because I'm not near as experienced as he is. <laughs> he is going to tell us a story of how he met 
Chris Pratt one time and didn't know it was him. Yeah, it, it makes me sound kind of dumb that I didn't know it was him, but so I was actually in, I was at the Nantahala Outdoor Center in Bryson City, North Carolina. I was there doing a, a wilderness EMT training out there, and they'll do, they do all kinds of other trainings out there. So they do like raft guide training and stuff like that. And I had heard rumor that Chris was there with his brother mm-hmm. doing some raft guide stuff just for fun. Because who wouldn't? Right. Especially when, I mean, especially when you have Pratt money. I mean, why not? Right. <laughs> Is this before or after he married into the Schwarzeneggers too? Uh, this <laughs> would have been, I believe, after because this was so in there you like go. March of 19. Oh, definitely. Then. Yeah. yeah. So he's got that Pratt and Schwarzenegger yeah. money going. So... Anyways, I, I was on a break, and we were talking to some other people in the rafting class, and I think that I'd heard by this point that he may he might be there. I wasn't, like, searching him out, but if I met him, I was going to be like, dude, what's up? So I am there, and I'm talking to this dude with these long dreads, but he's wearing the, the rafting helmet and the vest. Like, they were getting ready to go somewhere, and so there's him, and there's this chick with him, and he is... And I start looking at him, and I, I begin to think that he's his brother. Because I've never seen any pictures of his brother. So he kind of looks like him. Right. And But I'm like, it's not him because he's got these long dreads. But he's kind of like giving me this side eye with a little smirk. Kind of like he sees the wheels turning. And he's waiting to see how long it'll take. Right. And then I just didn't say anything. And I'm like, well, hey, it's nice to meet you guys. Blah, blah, blah. And I didn't think anything of it. Uh-oh. And then literally like only a month ago, I was talking with my wife about it. And I was like, hold on. And I got on Google, and I went to look, and I'm like, you know, let me see, let me find some family pictures of Chris Pratt and his brother. His brother does not look like that That's at amazing. all. And I was like, I met Chris Pratt, but I didn't know it was Chris Pratt. And so, Pratt, if you're listening to this, what's up, dude? Like, <laughs> let's go rafting. I was going to say, I feel like he, he kind of was... Trying to set you up if he was giving you the side eye and everything. Right. Like, come on, man. Come on, please. Just like, ask. I know. Just like, ask. I know. He's such a down-to-earth dude. I feel like he would want you to ask. He's yeah. one of those guys who'd be like, because at this point, you've established you're a chill dude, I would hope. Right, right. Like, you're not a crazy fan. Yeah, we were just hanging out, talking. I was telling them what we were doing in our class, yeah. and they were talking about what they were doing in their class. Like, no big deal. I feel like it's in those moments, especially, like, someone who seems so chill and down-to-earth as Chris Pratt would be, like, almost like, I want you to recognize me. Right. I want to see if you'll do it. Come on. Ask. Just ask me. So, Pratt, if you're out there, you can find me. I've messaged you on Instagram, so just find me in your DMs, and uh, and we'll hang out. We'll go rafting. Two million messages later. (laughs) Searching through, searching through. Right. (laughs) Well, thank you for that story, AJ. It's very enlightening. Absolutely. That was so wholesome. It was. I feel like, honestly, it would be really easy to not recognize a famous person. You know? Yeah. Because all you see is you see them after the makeup and the hair and the and movie perfection. So to see them in real life, I feel like it would be so easy to, to be like, oh, that looks kind of like so-and-so. To realize, holy crap, that was so-and-so. That re- yep. You know? Or like, just... um or just like passing him in the street. I feel like mm-hmm. half the time we wouldn't even recognize him. Anyways, so after all of those amazing stories, back to Jurassic World 2. Um, 
The music was once again composed by Michael Giacchino, who so has done everything. Like I know we've talked about this before, but we just watched Up at home. Mm-hmm. We made Brody watch it because we were tired of watching Toy Story and Monsters Inc. And so we're like, Brody, we're gonna watch Up. He didn't want to, but we did, and he loved it. Um, but I'm like, this music, like the music in Up, just is the key to dredging up every emotion possible. Also, Brian had never seen Up. He's like, I haven't seen this one. What? So that that in, that instrumental time lapse Shaking at the my beginning, head, Brian. The instrumental time lapse at the beginning, like, you could be like, when it got to certain points, he's like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah, I guess you, man. There's no words spoken. Guess who composed it? Michael no, Giacchino. Nothing. The whole, like, the music of that movie is so impactful. He's done, like, everything. And he's so good. He did. See, so much in this movie. Um, just in it, I mean, think of all the scenes. I mean, the entire movie throughout, like, he places the music perfectly oh, yeah. for what the scene is. And it makes makes you feel in certain scenes. And Talk about drawing emotion from music. Yeah, it like, makes you feel like I'm being master. chased by the dinosaurs or like I'm oh, in yeah. this scene or like, you know, yep. whatever the scene is. Like It feels like I'm running with them mm-hmm. or, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, it's great. I also think that's why I don't like horror movies because most of it involves the people – running almost with no end to the person who's trying to or thing trying to get them like there's no way out is what the atmosphere that's tried to be set in horror movies just basically the Mm. bare basics i feel like for a lot of them and it's almost like a not necessarily a fear but something that's like i don't like the idea of running from something mm-hmm. and not having a way to get away. Yeah. So like, I think I would, I don't know what I would, this is why I don't watch zombie movies <laughs> or like the walking dead. Cause it's like, there's no way out of that situation. You're mm-hmm. always on the run unless you die. But if you want to live, there's no way out of it. And, and almost like, like in this movie, like they're stuck in a mansion full of dinosaurs yeah. And specifically, a dinosaur who's a sadist who understands emotions and uses them to toy and hunt people. It's trying like, to assassinate, basically, exactly, under commands. Exactly. Like, there's no way out of that. And I and I don't like that. I don't like imagining myself with that situation. See, that's, that's why it, it was such a good movie. Like, and that's why Fallen it's so Kingdom. good. And that's why it's so good. It lives up to Fallen Kingdom, the name. Yes. That's why it's so good, but at the same time, it's why I don't. That's why I don't like horror movies. Back to this. Um, it was a perfect, yeah, is a perfect way to set that up, though, of, like, there's no way out. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, there are so many animatronics in this movie. I love it. Oh, yeah. They're so amazing. I have so much stuff to go through. Let's get um, it. There's so many things. But the animatronics alone are, like, just phenomenal mm-hmm. um let's see let's see most of them is a mix of like animatronics and puppets um blue the raptor oh yeah took tw- 10 to 12 people to control her at all times so like that scene where in there they're in the truck um and she's laying on the table and they're trying to get the bullet out and everything yeah, that- and they're on top of that case it's actually a table with 10 or 12 people under it puppeteering and controlling this animatronic puppet dinosaur they did well but um 
it was so lifelike, the actors were talking about, that she would sweat, the eyes would dilate when the light hit it, mm-hmm. like a normal eye, and you could feel, it was like reptile-feeling skin, and you mm-hmm. could feel the veins pulsing underneath. What about the scene like, where she, like, uh, blue uh, drops a tear? Well, you know, Oh my gosh! I just noticed that for the first time really? this last time I watched it. Really? I think because I actually caught it. Mm-hmm. Half the time I'm always looking at something else mm-hmm. because I can't sit and the only time I can sit and focus on a movie mm-hmm. is when I'm in a movie theater. There's no other distractions. Yeah. But um, I happened to look up and I caught it. Oh my gosh! That rips my heart out. Mm-hmm. Knowing that it's just this single tear while they're trying to dig it out. Um, I don't know if that was like actual or mm-hmm. not it might have been cgi'd but it's just definitely drew the the heartfelt of like hey these animals deserve to live as well even though they were extinct like it's a, they're still real animals that still feel real animals pain. that feel they feel pain they're not just know? mindless you know carnivores or herbivores uh, yeah um jumping around yeah go uh this is the first jurassic movie to have an end credit scene Oh. And I really think that Marvel is really rubbing off on everyone. It, but I don't think you couldn't have not, not have had a end credit scene with this one. Oh, you could have. Like, like if all they it is, it's the pterodons sitting there, and then the camera pans out, and you just see like no, everyone well, like screaming in the car crash or whatever. Well, yeah, I'm saying like, imagine if it would have not ended with like we wouldn't have got that. Like we, yeah, we knew we saw how the movie ended. Like, okay, they got out. Like, I feel like it added just enough to, to be like, well, hey, what's to come? It pulls you in for what's next. Yeah, but I definitely don't think it was detrimental to the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of Marvel, did you know, Tom Holland, being as Tom Holland as he is, spoiled the entire plot of the movie to Chris Pratt before Chris Pratt read the script. Wait, Jurassic? Yep. Falling? How? So. Tom worked with the director, J.A. Mm. Bayona or whatever his name is. No disrespect. I just don't know how to pronounce it. He worked with them, I don't know, years ago mm-hmm. in one of the f- earlier movies, and they became, like, pretty close or whatever. Buddy buddies. And so Tom was given the script to read. And then when they were on the set for Infinity War, he, like, told Chris all about it, thinking he had gotten the script, and he hadn't gotten the script yet. And so he goes and reads it, and he's like, kid was right. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Because as always, he spoils everything. But what's even funnier is apparently the director invited Tom and his family over for like a house viewing before it hit theaters. And according to the director, Tom was terrified the whole time, <laughs> jumping and yelling. And oh, which oh, I don't remember which scene it was, but um, I feel like you guys would be best friends, right? Uh, the scene where. The Indoraptor um, rips the arm off of the guy in the cage. That was tense, man. It was, it was. But the director J. A. said, like at that point, Tom basically crapped his pants and was like yelling no the whole time. <laughs> I mean, like it doesn't. So we would I, get along great mm-hmm. with watching horror movies. Yes, yeah. hmm. nothing would be watched. Uh, there are so many cool things about this movie. Did you know when? Um, why can I not think of their names? Bryce Dallas Howard and Justice Smith are in the control room trying to get like the tracking and everything. 
and they realize the volcano's erupting, they're trying to get out, and all the lava, like, is leaking down yeah. through. Did you know they set up about 12 different nozzles and pipes, um, and uh, they, when they were filming it, they were trying to create, like, a stream of light to interact with the actors to show them where it would be yeah. so it's not completely CGI'd, and so they could get a realistic look of light flickering off the actors and everything. <laughs> they... Um, took cat litter, doused it in a flammable liquid, and set it on fire and let it drip through these pipes and these nozzles and everything. Who thinks of that? There was literal fire raining down from them as they acted this part. Acted. <laughs> See, that's how, right. that's how much you don't want me in a movie. I would love to be on set. Anyways, like, but yeah. So there was actual fire raining down as they're performing this scene. And trying yeah, to get out. That makes me appreciate that scene so much more now. I know, right? I didn't know that. It's so cool. Um, it's probably like his genuine scream, too. Oh, I have no doubt. Franklin is one of my favorite characters in this movie. He has so many good one-liners. Good relief in the movie. Like oh, he's good, great. And you feel like the movie's like, action, action, action. Bam. And it's like he's such. A, he's the most breather. realistic character. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. I love it. Like, there are so many moments. Like, when they first get on the plane, mm-hmm. and he's really terrified, <laughs> and Chris Pratt is like, what, are you scared of flying? And he's like, would you get on, like, a thousand-pound horse who's been mistreated his whole life? Well, I rode my motorcycle through a forest with a bunch of raptors, and Franklin just is like, we're not compatible. <laughs> like, it's just, that's great. And then it's like, why am I here? When he's spraying all the bug spray on, and he's passing around to all these soldiers, he, bug spray? Do you like bug spray? Like, yeah, sure. Franklin chill. Um, the T-Rex is dead, right? And they go on to explain, well, we don't think so. But they don't outright say that. And then he's like, so she's dead, yeah? Huh. No, man. Nah. <laughs> At one point, during that lava coming down, yeah. he just screams, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why. That's probably a... Why unscripted, am I here? That's probably a real, like, not scripted line. Yeah. Or at the end, after the Indoraptor falls, and um, you know Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, and the little girl is facing, yeah. like looking down, and the, and the two of them are looking up, and Chris Pratt's like, "Are you guys all right?" And he's just like, "Nope, nope, we're okay. Nope, we're not okay." <laughs> like um, what just happened? They almost got mauled by, by the Indo. Yeah, Franklin is definitely my favorite character for those one lines. Um. This was released 25 years after Jurassic Park and the first non-Disney movie in 2018 to make a make over a billion worldwide. Say, yeah. First was, non-Disney movie in 2018. I was going to say that you know, put in perspective how much people wanted to see something after they got the work in park yeah. going that we got in Jurassic World and it's kind of like okay, well, what now, you know? And so mm-hmm. man, I just love the way they the, the entire movie, I love. I love both of them. Is I can't really pick one over the other. It was both great. Um, specifically in Fallen Kingdom, where basically we bring back these dinosaurs, and now basically we, we think we knew we know what we're gonna do with them. But the, yeah. but the, at the end of the day, kind of good old Jeff Goldblum, just life will find a way. Welcome um, to Jurassic World. And it's like. 
you can only contain it for so long before it yeah. gets out. And, you know, they do perfect. Like when we as humans try to manipulate and, mm-hmm. um, you know, try to control something that is not necessarily meant to be controlled. It Mm-mm. will get, it will, you'll lose grasp on that. And they do perfectly in portraying. Like, gosh, the the scene that gets me always in that um, is at the end when they're leaving the island, obviously, and you see the Brachiosaurus oh, coming yes. in. Yes, I have a note about I don't that. know. I was gonna say I don't know if you knew, um, but that was the Brachiosaurus from yes. the first one. The first one that they saw. It was the, first, the first dinosaur Park. ever shown. In Jurassic Park, it's the same dinosaur. Oh, that, I know. And like, w- oh, it, yeah. and there's so much symbolism behind that. Um, Especially having her die, but Rexy still survives. Exactly. There's so much. The, like there. It, it, you know, as they're, you know, dry, or I was about to say driving off. Um, like they're on the, on the boat sailing off or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It, it's like you see the Brachiosaurus, the first dinosaur that we see ever yeah. from any of the Jurassic movies. We also, compl- they completely recreated that scene from Jurassic Park when they first pull into the uh, park and oh, everything yeah. and, and Zia jumps out and you see the Brachiosaurus walk. walk by. That's yeah. exactly what happened in the first one. And so I think that's even more po- poetic of, uh, to have that and then have her be the last dinosaur to be seen on the island and just mm-hmm. it's so sad it's definitely a sad moment i definitely had a tear too for oh, sure yeah. and it and it really to me it symbolizes like hey this is the first dinosaur that we saw and this is the last one mm-hmm. um it's kind of a closing chapter in the jurassic park yeah because now we're in a jurassic world yes. um and you know obviously the only thing you could do is just stand there and watch it and it's kind of okay now we're moving into this new era of dinosaurs mm-hmm. it's really interesting um colin trevorrow he's kind of been on a pro- in in the jurassic franchise project for a long time yeah he uh he said this is also the first movie to have um a human death by another human when um eli kills the older man lockwood Oh yeah! It's the first in the Jurassic Park franchise, the first human, human to, to die by human. a human. Yeah, that's hand. right. But he also says that every single death that happened in this movie was um, rightly deserved, and there are lessons learned with everyone. He didn't go on to say which lessons, but um, no, that makes. I mean, you think about it; that mm-hmm. kind of makes sense, um, especially toward when they're all at the um, Lockwood Estate. Yeah. Um, well, that's what he's talking about. All the deaths that happened yeah. in Lockwood Estate, like. Basically, all of the people there were there to use the They're dinosaurs. Greedy, the greedy, evil people. Pa- you know, sure they wanted power and so on and so forth. And it's like, how much power can you get or want before you lose control of it? Yeah. And that was perfect symbolism. When that Indoraptor <laughs> broke out, man, it's like, mm-hmm. you can't contain it. It's like, stop. You can't control what's not meant to be controlled. Right. And I feel like with all of them dying, it's like, okay, your greed killed you. Your, you know, thrill to have power mm-hmm. ki- got you to, you know, oh, yeah. ki- got you killed. And, you know, it realizes, like, kind of bring back to before the Indoraptor escaped, like, you know, they talk about this dinosaur and how smart it is and so on and so forth. And, you know, um, he gets into the cage and, you know, obviously he 
shoots him with a dart and he two two and he falls asleep or gets tranquilized quotation marks on yeah. that and you know seeing that he opened his eye the look to screen and the smile like that oh my gosh it has such a such an evil like an evil like evilness i want to say like a a dinosaur broke the fourth wall exactly i was gonna say like that's crazy They've, they have confirmed that there is no human DNA in the dinosaur, mm-hmm. but the fact that it understands and can manipulate human emotions. Mm-hmm. Insane. It's like... Terrifying. It's like your pet dog, but a hundred times smarter and stronger and... A hundred times more dangerous. And dangerous. Yeah. And, man, I mean, I love the... In, I love both the, the Indominus and the Indoraptor, but I slightly favor the Indoraptor over the Indominus. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of... There's a lot of similarities. There's a lot of differences. Um, mm-hmm. The Indominus Rex was just. That's uh, pure brute power and brute. Pure brute power, but also like. Intelligence. Intelligence. We're both on. Um, but also it was chaos from a lack of empathy and Respect. growing up in isolation. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one. This, the Indoraptor was designed to understand empathy because, again, this one was just a prototype. They were supposed to go on and use Blue as the mother to show mm-hmm. them how to have empathy and how to interact with other, interact with other things and to show respect and to mm-hmm. listen to instructions. Um, but that's what makes this Indoraptor like, almost more of a sadist. Of it, it understands it and understands emotions and empathy and manipulates it for fun. It was still basically a, a project under construction. Yeah. Um, there's so much to the Indoraptor. I loved learning, like, there's so much to it in the sense of the first thing you see when you see it, like, in person is he's in a cage, but he's constantly being shocked. He's very abused. They wanted him to be designed to look, um, very malnourished and very, like, starved and everything. And the director, um, wanted it to carry the air of, like, a creature who knows it's rejected because that affects you mentally. And he even referenced like the, he wanted him to be twitchy and like you could see muscle twitches. And even at one point you can see his hands like just kind of do like a, a, like a, a just, just a shaky twitch, like mm-hmm. just involuntary. It'll just twitch. And he referenced it to like um, psychiatric, psychiatric patient patients who are mentally ill and how they just do involuntary shakes. And they're so mm-hmm. messed up, you know, again, they're mentally ill and all this kind of stuff, but like to the extreme, um, even showing signs of decay, they designed it to ha- show signs of decay around the mouth. And I can I can never find it in the mouth, but I see scattered bits of white, almost dead-looking scales mm-hmm. all over its body in very small amounts. And I feel like that also shows like the decay of just how unnatural this dinosaur is. How created it was. How, how created un- natural it was yeah uh, how unnatural to the sense of it was created but it's already dying Mm -hmm. because it's it knows it's not wanted it knows it's not supposed to be real you know it's gonna do what it's rejected yeah you know it's being abused and it's being sold off and it understands all of it and it's very just it's it's gonna lash out it's a very dangerous combination of things um it's made me respect and yeah, it's made me like the Indoraptor more. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I just learned of this last night. There was a storyline 
that got taken out that there was supposed Ooh. to be another raptor in this movie called green to be the opposite of blue hmm. um it was supposed to be a male raptor who the indoraptor was supposed to be like bred from okay. not necessarily bred but like okay they had this other actual um velociraptor yeah and it was from that velociraptor that they got the dna for the indoraptor the raptor side of the indoraptor mm-hmm. He named green because it had like more of a greenish tint yeah. to it, like blue is blue. Yeah. Um, and there was this whole storyline about this. that's, awesome. that's how they were gonna they were gonna use blue and green to breed okay. more velociraptors. And then green gets out, you know, in the midst of all this, kind of meets blue, you know, they're back and forth and all this. And it was supposed to be the storyline of that's one reason why blue didn't go with Chris and Bryce. And Bryce, at the end, when okay. Chris Pratt's like, hey, you know, Blue, come with us. We'll get you somewhere safe. Green is supposed to be kind of, like, in the background. Yeah. Like, waiting for Blue. And that final shot where you see Blue running across the desert in California, yeah. that was actually supposed to be shot with Green running with them huh. to show, like, the two when of them off together. Like... I don't know why they scrapped it, but they did. Hmm. I guess they, I mean, they're movie directors. We're not, but I feel like that would have been. An interesting setup to the next one. Yeah. I think I it would have been a dangerous setup. Because someone noted that, well, yeah, the next, one, the next one is called World Domination. Yeah. But unless there was two of a kind of each dinosaur that escaped, yeah. they're not going to take over the world. Yeah. Like, once these die out, they're going to die. That They're done. That's it. Yeah. And I think that might have been one reason why they didn't put in the storyline of green was um, if raptors bred. Oh, it's over. It's like, over. It's, yeah. Go back to the first Jurassic Park book. Yeah, it's, it's, o- no, it's you're, over. You're over if raptors breed. Um, and so I think yeah. that's probably why they scrapped it, but I think it would be really too cool much in the though. next movie. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well. Because the only human. And raptors breed fast, too. Yeah. So and it's like, and it doesn't take much for them no. to grow and learn. And the only human that Blue truly respects and listens to is Chris Pratt's character, yeah. whose name, I cannot Owen. remember any character names right now. Owen Grady. <laughs> Oh, and thank you. Um, yeah, like, obviously you see throughout the movies that she doesn't attack the people that she considers part of, like, his mm-hmm. pack. But, like, other than that, she's a wild animal. She's a dinosaur. And she was smart enough to, to like I said, at the end, like, she knew that if she went with Chris Pratt, like, she was going to be, you know, not caged up necessarily, no, but in a. I think he said we're gonna get you somewhere safe. I yeah. think I think she trusted him enough to. Um, but see, that's where she would have went with him. See, but see, I think this is where it shows. Like at the end of the day, they are cre- you know animals, dinosaurs. Yeah. They they want what they want at the end of the day. Almost mm-hmm. like I want to roam. Yeah. And I want to be free, and that's what all the well, that's what she, you know Blue got as, as well as the other dinosaurs. So mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah. Yes. Um, so when they're on the island yeah. and, you know, and they're doing everything, the scenes were filmed. They filmed it using an edge arm, which I never heard of. Apparently, it's a stabilizing camera that they have attached to a crane mm-hmm. that is mounted onto a truck what? that is driving beside the actors as they run. And um, they have to use, like, stabilizing and the mm-hmm. crane and everything because the ground is so bumpy that the camera would have just been shaking up and yeah. down. You got out motion sickness from watching it. Yeah. So it's like to stabilize it, but like 
just imagine a truck, like a full-on truck running down this hill in Hawaii as they're running. Yeah, that's right. There's this occasional Hawaii. like lava bomb that's exploding because, mm-hmm. yeah, the lava was CGI, but they had to have stuff like they had different little quote-unquote mm-hmm. bombs set up to go off as the characters ran yeah. by, kind of like how they did with the cat litter. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is just still the coolest thing mm-hmm. ever. Um, I thought it was really cool, like imagining like a full-on truck. You know, there's a even a kind of where Owen gets tranquilized. The, yeah. And he slowly, you know, kind of getting Just his feel back. his body over a tree trunk. And so you see the lava kind of mm-hmm. creeping in or kind of rewinding. Like even when like the little triceratops kind of licks him or whatnot. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, bro, get up. And But yeah, and so like. Just, just everything they did. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool scene, just because it's like, okay, he's tranquil. Obviously, we know he's not gonna die or anything, but especially like, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and like, but like, they they still want to toy with it a yes. little bit. Like, let's see how close we can get. Oh my gosh, it's like in the Wolverine, <laughs> the one where he's in Japan. He literally dies like five times. I, it's crazy. Yeah, like, it's like let's toy with obviously because without him, like. There's no franchise. There's no franchise. And it's like, well, we need you for the next one. And so, right. like, you know, obviously, like, that whole little scene, he eventually gets you know gets back up, and it's like, okay, now we're on the drill, now we're on the run. Yeah. And so now it's like, all right, let's 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 gather up what we can, and obviously they get on the boat and all that, and, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. The, the gyrosphere scene um, oh. that Bryce tells us how it actually learned and was trained how to scuba dive for that scene i forget how i remember they they did it in like this um giant pool yeah giant 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 pool and i thought it's crazy i'll be honest i held my breath like as soon as they hit the water like as soon as they went underwater i held my breath and i can hold my breath so i know i can survive that scene but i'm sure they went through rigorous training and all that to be able to do that oh yeah kind of makes me feel cool like hey i can hold my breath well they also didn't film it in a continuous shot Mm -hmm. you know that was it was great work Mm -hmm. of it looks like it was shot continuously but it wasn't it was shot multiple times no for sure and like i like that i remember reading that they had so many people on hand when they were filming that just to make sure they were safe like if anything absolutely went wrong they would be there and so just which is smart well you know, yeah it's, obviously it's a very like, dangerous thing and the fact that like the actors were like i said it, it's their job but like obviously if they don't want to i guess do something i guess i mean I, I guess they are under contract and stuff but the fact that they went there and they had to that extreme of, yeah like imagine being underwater the volcanoes going off and like it, at the same time you're thinking about these dinosaurs but at the same time you got to think about yourself like hey i gotta survive as well right yeah it's crazy um Apparently, according to Bryce Dallas Howard, there was also no bathrooms on set in Hawaii. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Yep. Not much to say on that one. <laughs> no, but it's just a fun fact. She was very adamant, and when people would be like, oh, how was it shooting? She was like, there were no bathrooms. <laughs> I like how that's a... Th- that's what she would say. There's no bathrooms. Oh, gosh, that's horrible. I know. Just even thinking about it. <sighs> um, moving on very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Oh, I was going to tell you something. Oh, I forget. What was I going to say? There's so many things. Fun um, fact. I don't remember what I was going to say. What you got on your list? A, a lot. 
but it's almost like it's i i compiled this list over a very long multiple like mm-hmm. since we actually recorded the first one yeah. i've been compiling this list of notes oh okay so it's a lot of like basically um uh things that like basically say the same thing mm-hmm. repetitive things oh i remember Thank now you. okay so the when they're in the auction room and chris pratt kind of like falls in and is like ends up like fighting everyone as everyone else yeah. is running before the indoraptor actually escapes its cage that scene that shot where he's like running and fighting everyone mm-hmm. who's trying to come up against him as the cage is retracting and um you see the velocir- the indoraptor like kind of like following him in the cage mm-hmm. that scene was shot last minute it was a very last minute addition they're like mm-hmm. oh hey we should add this thing and then um it was shot it was a continuous shot there was no breaks there's no breaks in that shot it was shot using a dolly track um which is so cool to just like yeah. but it's such a cool little hand to hand moment mm-hmm. of like he doesn't stop he just plows through i wonder if they like rehearsed that that little part or something oh, we like, had to rehearse like, it. well as far as like okay i'm going to do this 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 and yeah. that like, no that's that's yeah. that's how every single stunt is mm-hmm. rehearsed even you can go to a comedy show like the office mm-hmm. anything they do is rehearsed when thinking, it comes to any form uh, of physical interaction yeah. like that i guess they would have that kind of i guess my mind went more towards like oh i thought they kind of winged it and they just mm-hmm. kind of felt it nope yeah they're all it's all choreographed stunts are always choreographed yeah. there's no it's way be, yeah. there's no way to safely oh, do yeah. it without it being choreographed that yeah, makes sense um yeah. Yeah, very, very much set by step mm-hmm. by step, step by step by step. It's, yeah. And like, what were you going to say? I was just taking a breath. Oh, okay. No, um, I think one of my favorite, I thought it was a funny moment, was uh, when Stiggy kind of came to the rescue yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the underappreciated hero there. Very uh, much so. Also, let's talk about the upper arm strength Chris Pratt had to have to jump up to that window. Yeah. For Stiggy. Right? It's like. All right, a you know, yeah. like obviously Stiggy was contained. He, their heads. I, f- I forget reading like how hard it is and like how much layer it is. Like when they butt heads and stuff against, like it doesn't phase them. And I really like the scene where like he broke out, you know, in the um, auction room, and you know he's just head butting everybody, and you see everybody just flying in the air. I thought that was a pretty cool, uh, little funny kind of relief. You know, a little funny scene in the midst of chaos. Yeah. But that's how life is. There's always mm-hmm. comedy in a least a little bit of it. Okay. I'll, I'll ask you this then. Um, I think we still got time, right? Very a little, bit. little. Okay. I was going to say, how about Macy being a clone? I feel like. I know. Oh, my I gosh. I think we, should, we can talk yes. there and probably end if you want. It's so crazy. Um, like the possibilities, the doors that opens and, you know. Yeah. It's dangerous. Like. The clone dinosaurs, and then it makes a lot. Well, read the books, but like you know, where John Hammond and Lockwood were, were mm-hmm. BFFs, and you and know. that's what broke them apart. John Hammond was like, "You shouldn't do this." That's like that's that's crossing the line. Yeah, like where he, I guess they both respected power, but their their or, ideas of it their were ideas different. were different. Yeah, the, it was the moral <laughs> the the moral line. What lines will you cross and what yeah. lines will you not? Yeah, and that's what broke them off. Um, yeah, Maisie is so, it's so, 
crazy. Yeah, it's just great. Great actress. I mean, it makes sense, like, even when he said, um, hey, like, why Lockwood never really showed a picture of yeah, her mom. And then once she kind of picks up that picture, I was like, oh. Yeah, it's so crazy with Maisie. Mm-hmm. And then there's so many things, like um, how the Indoraptor always pauses and kind of stops before he does anything to her. Because you saw, like, he kind of, like, went through her hair but then drew his hand back before mm-hmm. she turned. And then even when they're in the bedroom, which is another scene. Oh, oh my gosh, goodness. Yes. Every yeah, little childhood that. nightmare. Now, that I will admit, that was, that was Ever. very suspicious. Because also, the it's tension. perfect. Because, chi- like, what child? Of course, you're going to run to your bed. You're going to hide under your sheets because monsters can't get past your sheets. Yeah, right. If you're hiding under it, you're safe. You're invincible. Monsters can't get past it. And so the fact that she hides there is just the epitome of solidifying that this is a child and then nightmare yeah and 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 the way the whole room was set up was just great but you watch the claw like reach towards her and he stops and he pulls away again and i read something that was like they're both the indoraptor recognizes that there's something about her that they share and it's the whole like they're clones. clones they're they're created. made they're made in in a science lab yeah there's something that is un- understood between them mm-hmm. that she doesn't know, but, but the Indoraptor the recognizes, and it almost makes him pause every time. Yeah, um, it was really crazy to think about, but that was a good. I think if, if you want to wrap up here, how yeah. about um, so obviously the big finale kind of we get like a big final little showdown. Mm-hmm. Um, Indoraptor, they're on the roof. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard has the gun that basically controls or commands the yeah. indoraptor and the laser in shock yeah and obviously they kind of they don't say anything but you know owen looks at communicate without words yeah and it's like okay i know what you're gonna have to do and you know she pushes the beam or the laser sorry and um you know sets the indoraptor off and then you got blue kind of creeping up in the mm-hmm. in the background there and i love how it's like you know what's going to kind of happen, but you yeah. don't know. Like, you know Blue's going to intervene, and then the moment where I, they fall. And, so good. And it's like, for a second, I honestly thought Blue was going to go out or get injured somehow. Yeah. And, you know, they go down, and the fact that Blue was willing to put her life mm-hmm. for Owen, like, hey, I'm but about to jump But she does it every into, time. Uh, yeah. She's done it. She did it multiple times in the first movie, yeah. and she did it multiple times in this one. It's like, when they first get her at the island, mm-hmm. And, you know, they shoot her with a trank, and he's, like, freaking out. You see the camera from her angle mm-hmm. focuses on the guy behind Owen with a gun. She pushes yeah. Owen out of the way and tackles him yeah. because, in her mind, oh, someone's going to get Owen. Yeah. I got to protect Owen. And that's what – love that scene. Yeah. And, you know, eventually, like, the Indoraptor gets impaled and obviously dies instantly. Yeah. But, you know, I have my other theories, but, like oh, – you know, after the entire movie ends, I feel like even if he may be dead, I feel like somebody, you know, went back there or something. and Or maybe we'll see it in the next Probably movie. eventually. Like, because, yeah. you know, they got drawn to the um, containment mm-hmm. unit and all that kind of stuff and had that whole thing happen first. Um, 
Well, and then like how it kind of ends when all the dinosaurs get out and mm-hmm. we get that T-Rex war kind of like at the end of Yeah. in the Jurassic Park yes. series. Yeah. Kind of get that last T-Rex iconic roar. And yes. if you noticed, actually I was reading um was so if you think back to the ending of Jurassic World, the the first one where mm-hmm. T-Rex roars, mm-hmm. it wasn't the original roar that we got no, they until used, yeah. this one. Because she's had more time to go back to she they didn't use her original roar in the first one because at that point she'd been domesticated Kated, again yeah. for however long. So she wasn't used to using her full roar. Yeah. Now in this one she has been undomesticated once yeah. again and is back to that original one. Back to good old Rexy. Yes, always. Um well cool. Thanks for coming on and it was awesome thanks for having me it's been a blast every single time it's been great talking movies with you we do it all the time right even off off the air especially off the air so awesome that's it for this week guys thanks for listening and if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add send us an email at moviesandmochas20 at gmail.com or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list let us know what you want us to talk about you can also find us on instagram facebook and twitter just look for the movies and mochas podcast have a great day guys